Welcome to Doctrine and Devotion. It's a podcast that explores Christian faith and practice from a Reformed Baptist perspective. My name is Joe Thorne. I'm the lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles, Illinois. And I'm Jim Fowler, executive pastor at Redeemer Fellowship. Sun's out. That's right. Yeah, man. It's warming up finally. Mm, it's supposed to be in the 50s today. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be uh, the warmest, I think, on Thursday. So Jen uh, and I are planning a little outing of some sort. Uh, what? You're going to go outside? Mm-hmm. You? Yeah. Outside? Out, outdoors. I suggested a a park with some hills. What? Yeah. You? Yeah. Why not? All right. What mm. park are you going? Uh, I don't know the names of the parks. All right. Where is it about? I don't know. It's uh, you haven't of, picked one yet. Is, is yeah, no. There's one in mind that we, we've taken the family to before. It's got a big hill. I used to run it when I was a runner. I don't know. Okay. It's like, uh, it's westy, westish. I don't know. I don't know what it's called. All right. Okay. <laughs> it's like, uh, it's not far from Elburn, but it's okay. not the one right outside of Elburn. So uh, I'm not even sure how to get there. I'll have to ask Jen about it. I don't remember. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. Been, it's been years. It's been a long time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you know, we used to go to the dog park more when we just had one dog and we lived close to a good dog park. Mm. But, you know, do that. So yeah, man, sun's out. It's going to be a warmer week. Feeling pretty good. Yeah, it's going to be nice. I was it's back be in nice. the pulpit today. Yeah. yeah it was uh, been a couple weeks. Yeah, back in black. I was uh, yeah, kind of back in gray. I got back some in gray, gray. Uh, black. You know, that's gray. Yeah. Like it's a little dark. It's gray. Mm-hmm. Yep. So back in gray. Yeah. We had a bird flying around the sanctuary. That wasn't distracting at all. Yeah. Yeah. Just the sign of the Holy Spirit yeah. upon us. I don't know. With it's us. Sign of the spirit of the air distracting people from the word. <laughs> that's what that was. Goodness <laughs> sakes. Bird. <laughs> so yeah. No, it was good. It was, uh, it was good to be back in there. Yeah. Looking forward to this week. Yeah, well, not going on. Yeah, yeah. What are, what are you looking forward to? Uh, just honestly, the, the regular work. Um, I don't even. I haven't even looked at my calendar to see what meetings I have. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I know there's one I want to schedule. I'm looking forward to having, and um, mostly it's just yeah, the the normal routine. I've got uh, prep for a couple of different things I got to do in terms of teaching and preaching. Uh, that'll be fun. Uh, my normal meetings that I have all the time with, uh, you know, like Pat or you or Brian or whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just looking forward to a week, a regular week. This last week was weird because Jen was gone. She was out of town. Yeah, you were not flustered, but I could tell you're just like. I was all over. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was just out of the norm yeah. for you. Well, I had the water heater went out. I had to stay home one day and get the new mm-hmm. water heater. Oh, and then, you made, and then you made dinner. You made chili for everybody. I did. I did. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You just, you took care of chili. Mm-hmm. Made chili. Made chili mm-hmm. from, from scratch. scratch. Yeah, it was. It was from scratch. <laughs> like there was no chili, and then there was. Yeah, scratch. Yep, a lot of scratch. You know, uh, so that was. Uh, yeah, we had we had a good time. So yeah, Jen was gone visiting family, and then now uh, she's back. And the week before that, we had a week off. So yeah, I'm just excited to get back into a regular. Mm-hmm, I like mm-hmm. it. I like it. Yeah, that's good. What about you? What are you doing this week? My routine is pretty set. You know, Nothing same new. old, same old. All right, all right. No, no trips to Italy yet. Spain, nowhere. Uh, England, I, yeah, maybe. Amsterdam, not this week. Okay, good. Not this upcoming week. Good. Get me posted. Probably a couple months. All right. May into June. All right. So I'll probably leave, go do a number of meetings, and then I'll I'll just meet you in California. Yeah. Okay. All right. For the SBC. Yes. Yeah. We'll yes. be there. Yep. I'll be there. All I know. Right. I got my tickets. I got my hotels. Good. My rooms. What do you have? You got your tickets? You got your plane tickets and your... I got the hotel. Oh, there you go. Okay. Yeah. Are you sure you did? Yeah. Well, yeah. Deb got it for me. Oh, okay. Yeah. Are you sure? Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. But your flights? No, I forgot. I was supposed to do it. And then 
I took that week off. And then this week was a mess. And she asked me at the end of this week. And I was like, oh, yeah. Ah, I forgot. So You're going to be in yeah. boarding group 12. Yeah. What are we going to do? I'm not worried about it. Hey, we should answer some emails. Let's do it. All right. We got, we got three. And they're all kind of related to stuff we've talked about in the past. Most of them are anyways. Okay. We got the deconstruction first. This guy, Josh, wrote in. He's like, hey, guys, I love the podcast, and it is the only Christian podcast I listen to religiously. But I'm bum But I'm bum uh, He says, I thought your podcast on deconstructing our faith a couple of weeks ago was good. And as usual, well-balanced and fair, there was a little bit of me that felt something was off, but I couldn't really put my finger on it. Listening to another podcast at the moment, I pick and choose this one due to reasons. Uh, and he made a point that made me go, that's it. I think the issue was with the language. While I agree with your take on how deconstruction can be helpful, I think the better wording is sanctification. And if you said this, and I may have missed it, uh, sorry. Hope this is clear. Thanks for your time, Josh. P.S. Well, we all know what it says in the P.S. I don't need to say it, do I, Jimmy? So then just move on. Yeah. So, um, so oh, yeah, here, here's what we were trying to say. Uh, first of all, the word deconstruction... Like, whatever. Like, some people don't like the word, you know. But the, our point was that people that are talking about and going through various kinds of deconstruction, because there are different kinds, mm -hmm. that um, it, it doesn't mean abandoning the faith, though it oftentimes leads to abandoning the faith. What it does mean is that you tear apart your belief system, examine it, and decide whether or not it holds up. You know, I mean, that's the basic idea. And so it can be... Uh, it can wind up being a part of a retrieval of biblical Christianity. Um, I mean, think of the examples we used, right? Like mm -hmm. for, for you was um, your time at, well, no, was it not yeah. your time at Moody? Mm -hmm. Was it like just the, the uh, dispensationalism yeah. kind of working through that? I mean, uh, for me, it was, it was early on just kind of working through um, unhealthy and ultra charismatic mm -hmm. tendencies. And it wasn't, you know, it, we didn't call it deconstructing and our purpose wasn't to abandon, but we needed to lay it all out and see what makes sense. Yes. You know, it's, it, it's, it's, it's a kind of a reformation and you alluded to Luther kind of doing the same thing, you know? And so again, people, it's, it's always front loaded with meaning for people when they talk about the word. Um, and so for us, it's just, we're just trying to talk about it, you know, talk about what people are saying about it and mm -hmm. how to better think through it. So yeah, I don't, deconstruction isn't, I don't think it's the right word, but it's the word that people are using. So we got to talk about what that is mm -hmm. and we could apply better words. I, I wouldn't say sanctification um, because sanctification is the work of the spirit whereby we are changed. Though the way we're talking about deconstruction, you could say that, well, in the process of sanctification, we may go through a period of deconstruction mm. or evaluate, mm. maybe just evaluation is a better word or, or restudy. I mean, I haven't really thought about what a better word would be, which might be a good idea. Um, but yeah, it, it certainly can lead to sanctification because you wind up dismissing unbiblical categories and ideas. Yeah, as you're growing in your faith, as yeah. you're growing in your knowledge of uh, of God, who He is, what He has done, as you're uh, studying the Scriptures, it's natural that then you're kind of reconciling. Hey, wait a second! I've said and believed these things, yet Scripture says this. Yeah, I mean, people go from, you know, people study, and they 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 wind when somebody goes from credo-baptist to pedo-baptist or vice versa when somebody goes from arminian to calvinist or vice versa uh when when that happens they usually right wind up getting there they say well no i i went back i i laid it all out i studied it i evaluated everything in other words i deconstructed my mm -hmm, current worldview mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then i saw what what goes back together and you wound up in a different place 
So that's what it is. Yeah, oftentimes we celebrate it when they come to quote unquote our side. Right. Yeah. We're like, oh, that was fantastic. Look See? at how they've look at how they've grown. That's how you deconstruct. <laughs> you deconstruct to reconstruct. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, you know. So yeah, I, I, but you're 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 definitely right in talking about like that. There, there there needs to be a positive aspect to it, a reconstructing or rebuilding, or otherwise it is just destruction. Yeah. If you pull everything apart but don't put it back together, that's that's destruction. You're you're disassembling it and leaving it. It's no longer useful. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. What else we got? Let's see. Uh, ah, here we go. Racism in the SBC. Mm. Jared, here we go. He says, it can only be Jared. It can only be Jared. Uh, hey, boys. Hey, boys. Hey, boys. Snap <laughs> 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 just snapped back to 1928. <laughs> uh, long-time listener, see? I appreciate your take on the ERLC's initiative. I have a few concerns I wanted to make known to hopefully be a help or simply another perspective. I know that it's foolish to say there are no racists in the SBC, but one question I wanted to ask you guys, are we only thinking of white people as those who are capable of racism, or are we thinking of all people? Secondly, I appreciate you guys objectively looking at things on both ends. However, it seems to me that your criticisms of the ERLC's initiative was pale in comparison to the CBNs. I have a bone to pick with both of them, but honestly, that stood out to me here. I know we can't rule out bias in our opinions, but I wanted to offer this just as a listener giving feedback for whatever it's worth. And Jared, it was wor- you're worth it. And I'll tell you what, Jared. I, we totally respect and appreciate your stupid view. Stop. I mean, no, I mean, really. I mean, what it's like, like we respect you? we respect what dumb ideas and dumb people. Uh, no, seriously, this is how this is how you disagree. This is how you disagree. Th- this, Jared this is, is a how, model. That's like, hey, listen, yep. I didn't like this. Yep. But I still like you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, that's fine. Hey, but then here's why. Yeah, yep. yep. Here's, it wasn't just like this blanket. That was wrong. Yeah. Oh, so white people can't be racist. I'm out. Bye. Like, okay. So Jared doesn't do that. Jared. Nope articulates himself well he has a kind spirit jared we appreciate you thank you bro all right so uh let's see bah, 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 bah. that second paragraph um okay obviously there are races in the sbc um okay are we only thinking of white people as those who are capable of racism or are we thinking of all people to me that's sort of beside the point i mean again in any particular context you can talk about it um in your own churches uh so i don't think that the the racial reconciliation Sunday uh, was targeting a particular view of this, but um, but yeah, there are different different opinions on it, right? We've talked about this. Uh, some people define racism more narrowly, so that it only applies to uh, majority uh, race power holders. Power holders, right? So if they have power in the culture, they can be racist because they define racism as not just a prejudice against another people, but the ability to subjugate them in some way. Uh, whereas, you know, more traditionally, more broadly, racism has been understood to be, no, it's, it is simply a prejudice against another race, thinking that your race is superior or better and that another race is inferior. So depending on how you define it, uh, now I would say personally, I I would say anybody can be racist. I, 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 I don't personally hold the view that racism always involves, uh, a, a political or a socio-political, uh, power dynamic. The problem, though, is so I would say I think anybody can be racist, uh, but the problem is in in America, the dominant form of racism has been characterized by power holders. <laughs> so that is still a, a, a relevant conversation to have, and that's why it winds up being such a big part of the conversation. 
But in terms of that, I don't, uh, that doesn't change things for me. Uh, you know, even somebody had, even cause I've talked to people that hold to that view and they said, well, I don't, I, I think that's racism. I define racism this way. And I would say, okay, so can, can a, a, a minority be prejudiced and, 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 and cruel, uh, and dismissive of another race who is in power. And they said, well, yes, like, okay. So at that point, it's a little bit of semantics. I mm -hmm. think it's like, okay, so we're, I don't want to argue about words. I want to argue about the ideas. That's, that's sort of where I fall into that. You have any thoughts on the, on the, on that part of it, Jim, before we move on to this next part? Cause I can see your wheels turning. Yeah. My wheels are turning. Cause I, I, you said on the, uh, at the beginning there, it's like, maybe like this is a beside the point and 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 i don't know if it is because the the erlc and like their the initiative was i mean i i feel like that was targeted towards white racism i don't think it was like a let's have a racial reconciliation sunday in the broadest sense of the terms right like our broadest sense of the term i think it was based off i, I think it was targeting well, one particular group yeah my, my 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 thought was and, is that go ahead and and because I, I think this is where i think we're going to yeah. agree is it was targeting that group that's what i'm saying because that has been the situation of the in the right. spc yeah so that that's what i was going to say is like but my take was is that it's it's not like oh they're targeting that group as much as it is they're dealing with this reality this is the reality so in a sense yeah i guess it's targeting but it's not to dismiss other forms it's like this is the dominant form that has been in this culture it, it just didn't address yeah the other form right and and even like you know i we we got uh it's not in here we got a couple of emails about this somebody was upset that you know they were saying that it's the it's america's original sin well first of all that's not from that author that's been said before that's, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that's it. and again it's not not arguing for a theological it's not a theological argument when they say that they're 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 in a sense waxing poetic mm -hmm. to, to say that it's the original mm -hmm. sin they just meant like this was an early dominant sin in the formation of our country which it was i mean that's slavery was so um so yeah and then the other thing that you brought up was um you know you uh your criticisms of the erlc's initiative pale i actually i didn't have any criticisms of the initiative I'll be honest. I don't. I don't. I don't object to it. It's fine if they they want to have a racial reconciliation Sunday and do that thing. I think that's fine. Your church can choose to use it or not. And I think that's what we tried saying is we we ignore all the other ones. You know, uh, yeah. All, all, the majority of us kind of you know pick and choose. You want to be part of it, then be part of it. If you don't, then don't. Yeah, I no don't. No one's forcing you to be part of it. Don't have a problem with it. And um, so yeah, it, and it was the SBC Executive Committee that was pushing it out on Twitter. That's mm -hmm. what got all the play though it was the ERLC's initiative. So yeah, I, you know, again, I don't agree with everything that the ERLC has said or the, what, what Russ Moore had said or done. Um, but in general, I like the ERLC, at least historically, I certainly have. Um, but yeah, I have, uh, I have more concerns about the CBN, if I'm honest, uh, you know, in, in terms of, of what they're going for versus what people... In, let me put yeah, like, like, help clarify that then, right? Because I think that's important. Yeah. What... How is it with the ERLC? It's not, and I don't think it's a pass. I, I think that's no. an unfair, unfair assessment of, of your take on it, right? I don't think you're giving them a pass. It's been the same thing that's been going on since what, 94? Like they've been having this racial reconciliation Sunday for how, for how since long? Since the 60s. Since the 60s, sorry. Since the 60s. So, but it's not even that. 
It's like what, people have problems with the ERLC because, you know, different figureheads at different times have said different things. Now, some people look at the ERLC and they are saying that they are pushing towards uh, a different perspective on morality, ethics, race, that they're, they're adopting critical race theory and things like this. Um, I, I simply don't buy that. It doesn't mean that people in the ERLC aren't to varying degrees sympathetic to, to critical race theory. Um, but I, I, I don't, I don't buy a, a lot of the accusations that are made against them based on what I've seen. Um, and but then CBN, yeah, CBN, uh, I'm only dealing with what uh, my objection to them has largely been, uh, sort of the, 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 the tenor and the approach, uh, to what they're doing. Oh, it's, tone police. Yeah. It, it, it's, it, I guess that that's, that's, it's maybe it's more, it's more than that. Right there. They, they seem to me to be a bit more, uh, those involved seem to be a bit accusatory. Right. Um, and, uh, the, the whole, listen, man, you've got to really have your ducks in a row. Um, to make an accusation for to, against somebody, so I'm uncomfortable with uh, with uh, what I, some of what I've seen from the CBN, um, at least certainly from people associated with it. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm just I'm uncomfortable with sort of uh, their posture towards the SBC, their take on the on the SBC. They think the SBC is in liberal drift. I don't buy that. Um, I, I think the I, I think. By large, the SBC is is pretty much where it's it's been for most of its life. There have been some changes over the years, um, and I think the the it's the people that ultimately do have control. So some some of what's going on with the CBN, I'm I, I find uh, less than encouraging. I could put it that way. Hmm. But we would have to do a whole. I don't want to do a deep dive on CBN. <laughs> oh my gosh, I don't think anybody cares that much. Um, but yeah, man, we appreciate uh, you, Jared, and even though you spell your name weird, and uh, yeah, man, blessings to you. We still, we all have a lot to learn here. Huh? We, I certainly do. Who the last one? Goodness sakes! Are you ready for this one? Yeah, we got some requests. Uh, hi, McCarthy and Grace Community Church. Hey guys, I know you've discussed some of Julie Roy's reporting in the past. If you have considered covering her latest piece on John MacArthur, I'd like to let you know how much I'd appreciate hearing your thoughts on it. My parents have spent many years at GCC and have been deeply formed by his teaching. I have some reservations about accepting everything Roy's reports, but your accusations are very serious here, and they involve several people my family knew from our time at GCC. It also seems to fit with many personal accounts I have heard of abuse coming from this particular church and its teaching. I think accusations like this should be taken seriously, but know that slander and miscommunication are just as serious. I am struggling to process the implications of this report if this report is correct i plan to speak with my parents and pastors about it but thought i would put a word into you both in case you feel led to discuss the topic on a podcast i think many listeners myself included would benefit or could benefit here from your wisdom in how to think through these things and resources to either confirm or deny the validity of what this reporting claims well done jimmy and uh and yeah nice uh this was sent to us uh via email from a listener who is a musician. Mm. I believe they teach. Okay. So, well, let, let, let's just say this. We know uh, some of you uh, love Julie Royce and you think she's a prophet and other of you hate Julie Royce and you think she's a demon. Um, we just think she's a reporter. I think sometimes she gets it wrong and sometimes she gets it right, uh, like like most people. Yeah. Um, but, uh, so yeah, well, here's what we're, here's what we're not going to do. Uh, we're, we're, we're yeah, not, let's, let's, let's lay out, okay. let's lay out the ground rules. Okay, ground here. rules. Ground, ground rules. rules. Rule uh, number one. Uh, 
Don't talk about Fight Club. Yeah. No, because that's that good. What it is? Right. That's it. Yeah. Rule yeah. number two. I don't know. What is it? You don't talk, don't about, talk about Fight Club. Club. That's the same one, isn't it? It's been a while. <laughs> okay. So um, we're, we're not going to assume everything in the article um, is truth, right? Is gospel truth. Uh, it's presented that way. Um, you know, we should give people the benefit of the doubt mm-hmm, and all that. Mm-hmm. So, but there are some things that clearly are like, we know that Dr. Moeller admits he said, oh, he, he wrote this defense. Uh, for GCC, uh, so we can talk about that. Uh, this this woman was excommunicated and publicly so, publicly twice. Yeah, yeah. So like we can talk about that, and we'll talk about all of it. But let's just put it this way: what is described in the article? We'll talk about what's described in the article and what we think about that. And so if it did happen, you'll know what our thoughts. And if it didn't happen, then you know we're just talking about it. Yeah. In, what we don't know is did it actually happen? Yeah. I mean, in all of the ways that in all described. the ways that it's laid out, it looks like it did. I mean, it looks pretty verifiable, but like, again, I, I, you know, I don't know. So, um, so, but here's the thing, even if this didn't happen exactly as it's presented at grace, it does happen. This this stuff, just like it's spelled out has happened at many other threefold, you know, ministry of reconciliation or whatever they call it there. What do they they call that? Threefold forgiveness thing. Yeah. Yeah. The the whole, like not caring for people that have been really harmed by their Mm -hmm. spouse and trying to uh, force people to go back to their abusers when they have grounds to separate to not. Yeah. Or or even divorce a divorce. Yeah. Um, or, um, not reporting, (laughs) Not reporting to to the authorities that that happens. That wasn't even that long ago, bro. This wasn't like eighty five. No, it, it was eighty five. He'd be like, yeah, it was nineteen eighty five, man. They're like people were crazy. Yeah, 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 the, yeah. Two thousand. Yeah, two. That it's like that's <laughs> twenty years ago. <laughs> man, that was not that long ago. No, no. Um, yeah, and, and then really just kind of covering up. So yeah, what we want to do is we'll, we'll talk about the, the 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 things that are said, the concepts, the the report. Um, so yeah, again, we just want to be we just want you guys to know we don't know everything that did or or, or didn't actually happen. Yeah. Um, so but let's it, let's let's take it though and look at it. Let me say this. I'm gonna say something. Oh, oh, oh. okay. Oh. I don't know. You might not agree with this. All right, here we go. Okay, believe all women. Remember that. Oh, I remember that. Okay. And a lot of us were like, all right, first of all, believe it. when you say it like that, it, it doesn't really leave room for, for it, investigation or anything. It means uh, yeah. guilty until yeah, proven. Yeah, that's, that's what it means. But here's the thing. In general, when people come forward with abuse allegations, in general, in general, they're true. I take, uh, I take the accusation seriously. Yeah. And I would even say, like, listen, if your kid came up to you and they said, hey, my teacher hurt me, um, if you know your kid... Uh, if it's your kid, more than likely you're going to be like, you're going to think like, oh, wow, this sounds like it happened. In other words, you're taking them at their word. I'm going to yeah. go investigate now. Yep. You still have to investigate. You still have to find out. And then you find out like, oh, that actually it didn't happen the way that they thought it happened. So I, I, I do, it, it, how do you say it, right? How do you say it? Do you, do you believe people when they make an accusation or do you just take it seriously? Because I find like, well, if I say I take it seriously, they're not sat people. A lot of people aren't satisfied with that. Yeah. But then if I say, well, I, I believe you, but I still have to investigate, then people are like, well, then how are you believing them? Mm-hmm, well, it's because mm-hmm. well, I'm taking them at their word as far as I can. It's a, it's an imperfect and awkward way to talk about it. So when when somebody comes and they says, hey man, this is what happened to me, um, we Jimmy and I would both say we take that very seriously. Uh, but I'm inclined to take them at their word as far as I can while we look into it. So if somebody were to come to us in the church and say this happened. I think we would we respond in that way. Mm-hmm. All right. So 
So uh, this is back in uh, in 2002, and uh, this you know this woman has, uh, by all accounts, uh, an admittedly abusive husband. I mean, what do you mean? What do you mean by all accounts? Like what we read, or what he uh, is in jail for, or in prison for? No, even before he went to prison, he admitted. Yes. Like yeah, he, yes, he was he was an admitted. There was no there was no debate about him being abusive with for those who had the facts and it looks like she had the facts church had the facts like this guy was and the people that had reviewed the facts or refused to review the the facts yeah some of them some of them didn't yeah, they didn't want to they didn't want to they didn't want to press into it even though they were in charge of mm-hmm. looking in, in, you know investigating it so i guess i i would say this um when uh, a spouse is in crisis and the church leadership is brought in it's the church's responsibility to help in every way possible Mm -hmm. if there is abuse it's got to be reported yeah and we don't say this this is not theoretical for us no no yeah this is this is practical this is what we do this is what we had to do this is what we do and and there has there has never been a, a time uh when we didn't when we were supposed to and that, that that doesn't make us heroes. Mm-hmm. That's just what you're supposed to do. Yeah, that, 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 citizen, you're a citizen. Yeah, yeah you're, you you don't have to be a Christian to do this. You just have to be responsible, like humane. Yeah. Uh, oh, this this is a bad thing that happened. We got to deal with it now. And yes, it, I, we don't do it because it's the law. It is the law, but we do it because it needs to be done. Yeah. So the idea that that this stuff uh, wasn't even reported is uh, is concerning. Yeah, and and so when we're now we're tick, well, again we don't know all the all the facts, but one of the facts is a couple of the people were cited by uh, uh, I think it was the L.A. prosecutor's office or at least the LAPD uh, for not for not reporting it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Ultimately, that, yeah. That for mishandling and, mm-hmm. and not reporting what they should have reported. Yeah, and so then. Uh... So then there was uh, Dr. Mulder was roped into this uh, and asked to write a, a paper. All right, let's let's spend some time on this because this is weird, right? This is really weird. I listen. I I, I like Mo. I call him Mo. You call him Mo? Yeah, Mo. When Mo when Moore was there, I'd call I combine them called Momo. Momo. Yeah, these were, were the Momo. There was Moller and Moore. I called Momo. Oh goodness. Um, I did. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah. So it it, it says that uh, Dr. Al Moller, president of the S. Southern Baptist uh, Seminary, uh, current World Magazine opinion editor, confirmed to the Roy's report that he wrote a paper for Hardy's defense in 2004 at Grace Community Church's request. The paper argued that Hardy should be exempt from reporting Gray's abuse based on religious freedom, an argument Moeller said he would not make today. Okay, so, okay, that last part is the only part that makes sense. <laughs> the last part is the only part that makes sense. How are... Jimmy, help me, help me understand. Help me understand. How? Let, let's go through this mental gymnastics. Okay, can, can, let's, go, let's try I'm to do this math. You're we're, good at math. We're going to try to do this math. Here okay. we go. All right. So husband's abusive. Mm-hmm. He's physically, mentally abusing his wife. Yep. And we come to find out he's, well, and he was abusing his kids physically and more. Mm-hmm. We learn later. Church knows. Church, church leadership knows. They, they. Counselors there know. They're. They're legally supposed to report it. Yeah, and this is an individual that has a teaching contract. Yep. yep. And he doesn't. And so Moeller's like, yeah, that's right. He didn't have to. It's religious freedom. That's that's a religious freedom of speech. What's funny is, remember, just like not too long ago, MacArthur said that religious freedom is like a satanic idea. <laughs> he was like this whole thing. <laughs> anyway, um, I, is, 
Okay, so on what grounds does religious freedom, the freedom to exercise your religion, allow you to disobey law and to not protect people that are at risk? I, I, you're you're the math guy. Show me what I'm, am I not carrying the one? <laughs> Listen, it does not add up. It does not add up. What it really was was uh, Moeller was protecting his friend. His friend asked him. Hey, man, I need you to write something because you're outside of the situation and you've got a bit of pull. You've got some pull. And people listen to you. I need you to write something about how this is really an issue of religious freedom of speech and that we don't have to. So that's your theory. That, that's your working theory. That that That's a pretty good working theory. Yeah. No, I'm, not, I'm not saying I disagree. I'm just yeah. saying like we don't have we, he could have legitimately held that view. That could have been his view. Then he was just asked well, to one that he would not hold today. Yes, yes. So yeah, the whole. But thing. hold on. But even that though, yeah. Al, you're telling Mo. me, Mo, Mo, you, Mo, you telling me back then you held, you legitimately, wholeheartedly held the view that the church is not responsible because of religious freedom of speech to report abuse. To the authorities. Mm. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, you're telling me. So, and this, now, by the way, now, hold on. Now I got to ask Mo, how many cases of abuse, or how many cases? Uh, what what kind? What happened over at Southern? If you held that b a belief, then what is it that could have transpired there that you believed? Hold on, my religious freedom of speech. Our religious freedom of speech. We did not have to report anything to the authorities. Yeah, it's, it, and, it, and it's not even a theoretical argument. Like it, it, like sometimes people write a, a white paper. It's an abstract. It's not directly applied to any current situation. He wrote a paper in light of a specific current situation where somebody actually was abused. And he was like, did you write this for Paige Patterson too? <laughs> Dude, it's just but no, super, I mean, Come on. Like yeah. there right there is the living out of what you are writing and saying Back then, I believed this. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I can't. Listen, and, we, and let's just let's listen. We all have made mistakes. We all hold bad views, and they change over time. And, mm -hmm. and we praise God for that. But man, in this kind of a situation, I'm hoping that he comes out and says, "I was woefully, sinfully wrong in this, and I am repenting." And you know, like I just, ooh, it's it's really rough. how much damage? Yeah. did that abstract? How much? How much damage did that paper do? Honestly, yeah. how much cover did that give to those abusing and covering up the abuse? Yeah, I mean, how it, much cover did you provide for them, Al Mohler? It emboldens it emboldens people. Yeah, like, look, oh. Al Mohler says this is religious freedom of speech, and I'm protected. I don't have to report this. And again, I like to 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 try to understand. You know, one of the things I like about you know good movies is they they help you to understand the villain, right? You and I'm not saying that he's a villain here or anything like that, or that MacArthur's a villain. I'm just saying like, you understand the motivations of the, of the, of the antagonist. So why would somebody not want to report it in the best possible light? Why would they not want to report it? Because they, they want to be able to deal with it. They, they're convinced that their spiritual healing can come about bringing in law. is just going to complicate things. It's not going to help. So in the best, uh, in the best possible framework, I think people are ignorant in thinking that they can handle this on their own. Um, they're, they're misguided in thinking that bringing in authorities that God has established, by the way, uh, for, for justice, mm -hmm. I think they're misguided in thinking they don't need to bring them in. 
So I think they're wrong. I think it's dangerous. And I, and I do ultimately think it's evil, but that doesn't mean that their motives are always evil in themselves. Or that this encompasses like everything that he's ever believed in. Right, right, it doesn't right. throw out like all the good yeah. that a molar or, or a MacArthur yeah, has done. Exactly. So this is, this is a prop. Okay. So, <laughs> But you can throw out you can you can throw out everything for page. Listen, yeah, (laughs) let's just turn that page. Um, That was good. Yeah, no, it was. It was. was And I I was going to take it farther, and then I decided to to let it go. All right, all right. Um, But just heads up, if 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 uh, if Jared Wilson Mm -hmm. was like, "Hey, man, uh, I got something brewing over here. Would you write a paper?" The answer is no. Right now, the ant. I don't care what's going on now. I'm not involved. Mm-hmm. I'm not writing mm-hmm. a paper. Mm-hmm. Not that mm-hmm. anybody would want a paper from the Jofo, but no, uh, no. And and Jared Wilson would never ask. No, no. But I'm just saying, like, you want me to step into your mess? And like, you know what? If if I'm not involved, I, like, this is, I would have to know everything. I would have to be way in. And then the answer is still probably going to be no. Uh, just mm-hmm. no. Mm-hmm. Don't don't ask. Okay, so let, let, let's go back to this thing. So, a husband is abusing his wife, and the elders find out about it. Um, and it looks like the accusation is that they weren't really taking her accusations all that seriously. I mean, some of the language used uh, by people that were had been sent mm-hmm. was, "Is this just being exaggerated?" Yeah, yeah. And 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 the and the but the farther they go, the more it does become evident. And so, I guess a, a couple of things: uh, church discipline cases are always painful mm. and awkward mm-hmm. they're always difficult mm-hmm. um and in the best case scenarios uh it takes time and people do heal up but there are sometimes things get really difficult um people are impenitent and things can get really hard and sometimes leadership botches it big time yeah we've seen it happen in acts 29 yep. we've seen it happen in the sbc we've seen it happen uh, in in every conceivable denomination where th- some sort of discipline is practiced where you wind up in for for whatever your motives are i'm not really concerned about that whatever your motives are so you wind up hurting somebody that you're supposed to be caring for yeah. you're supposed to be defending you're supposed to be assisting and uh, and i have seen it now in a, in a few we both have seen this in a few different cases where the the abusive husband or the the pedophilic husband or whatever uh says he's repentant and now is getting care and mm-hmm. the wife is like i'm out this is too much uh she comes under discipline or she comes under charges because she's not willing to reconcile with a guy who broke the marriage covenant uh, and, and and this this is really this is really problematic and it gets into a, a, a bunch of issues but we'll just keep it simple um if you don't believe that divorce is permissible for anything other than adultery, and you're going to push church discipline on someone who is divorcing their spouse for something other than sexual immorality, um, you're going to wind up in some pretty tough situations where you're you're going to wind up doing more harm than good. And I'm not saying you should excuse all divorces, but you know, our take, and you can listen to us on divorce. We've talked about it. The scripture seems to give parameters for divorce that go beyond just sexual immorality. And we have gone so far as to say, if you're laying hands on your spouse, uh, you are breaking the marriage covenant. If you abandon your spouse, you've 
broken the marriage covenant. Um, obviously, if you're unfaithful, you know, you're, you've broken the marriage covenant. There are grounds for divorce, and I believe this woman had grounds for divorce. Yeah. But even, even if she didn't, and she wants to separate from him, they seem to be going after her pretty hard early on because she doesn't want to reconcile right away or she doesn't want to. No, because, I mean, in this, in from what it says, um, and again, we're only taking it at what it says. Yeah. Um, he quickly admitted to them and repented. Yeah. And so the was counseled by uh, one of the, the pastors there. Uh, uh, I think it was Greg Hardy. Carrie. Uh, Carrie Hardy. Uh, counseled Eileen to forgive David, quote, even if he wasn't repentant, and she testified about this, that he would teach me over and over the threefold promise of forgiveness where you act as though it never happened, you never bring it up again, and you never tell anyone about it. Okay, those three things are not a part of forgiveness. No, they're part of uh, living in darkness. <laughs> yeah. That's that's what it is. It's Let us not bring this to light. Let yeah. us not deal with this. Act as if it never happened? Act as if it never happened. Okay, first of all, that, that doesn't... That's not what you do. No. no, no it, it, To forgive somebody means you're not constantly charging them with it and holding it over their head and punishing mm -hmm. them for it. Okay, that's one thing. But yeah, listen, um, we've had to counsel people through this. Um, yeah, that you bear scars. You're going to remember. And it's going to impact your relationship. And, and in some ways forever and in some ways for a period of time. Mm -hmm. But you don't act as if it didn't happen. In fact... You act as if it did happen, and that way, if there is reconciliation, wow, look at the love, look at the reconciliation. We overcame this thing that mm -hmm, happened. I'm not mm -hmm. charging you with it, but I'm not acting like it never happened. Yeah. We acknowledge that it happened, yep. and now hopefully you can be stronger for it if you are able to pursue reconciliation. Mm -hmm. And you, you never bring it up? Okay. There's Again, there's a difference between charging somebody yep. and then it coming up because you have to talk through things, yeah. especially in these especially early stages. Like this. It takes time to work through that, man. Yeah. People got to talk I'm, it out. I'm still talking through the time that Michelle. Yeah. What'd she do? She made me shave my beard. What? I know. I don't even want to. I, 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 she made me shave I don't it. Even look at her face right listen, now. Listen. Listen. Did you make her shave her mustache? <laughs> that would have been I fair. Just, I just, I, I can't. It was, it was 2006. <laughs> and it was, it was, you got it, here. it was a balmy day. It was, and I just said, oh, look at my beard. And she said, you must cut it now. Did you have a full beard or the goatee at that point? That was goatee, wasn't it? It was the goatee. Yeah. And then you probably grew the beard after that. No. Really? No. Back to the goatee? Back to the goatee. Oh, my gosh. Back to the goatee. I would say shave the goatee. Well, no. I'm yeah. still trying to forgive her. Okay. <laughs> I'm still trying to. But, but she told me, Jimmy, listen. We act as though it never happened. You never bring it up again. <laughs> and don't and you tell never anybody. tell anybody. Don't about tell it. anybody. Now, and I get, I get what they're saying. Like, listen, private like, business is private business. Okay, but yeah, private business, is private business. But like all, all uh, resources and training mm -hmm. on how to recognize abuse of some sort is there's always the sense of don't ever tell anybody about it. Oh yeah, don't ever tell anyone what just happened. Yeah. Yeah, it's super controlling, dark, twisted. And this is a part of the problem when, you know, um, you know, people who aren't real counselors try to function like counselors. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, and it's like, oh, they're trying to function as as overlords in a sense. It's really hyper controlling. As pastors, we shepherd, we teach, we we exhort, we rebuke, we reprove. All of that. But this is I mean that you know, for if that happened, that's that's super controlling and unhealthy. Um 
not not good at all. And when it comes to like you know what you know what MacArthur said about this woman at a public service, when excommunication, when church discipline has to go to the point of excommunication, mm-hmm. um, there is a, a a public element to it. Now we do that. At a members meeting, members meeting, not not we would yeah. do it on a Sunday morning uh, where, where everybody's there. We would do it at a members meeting, um, which are essentially open to the public, but but those are really at a different time, and it's just for members or uh, regulars. It's, it's for people. So um, so yes, you do have to talk about church discipline when it gets to the public stage, um, and you're as clear as you need to be. Uh, you want to be transparent, and you say, "Here's what's going on. This person is is being removed from the fellowship." Uh, the problem, though, in this case, is. If this if things happen the way that this article says, uh, they, she had no business being under discipline, and certainly no business being excommunicated. No, and the thing, like again, I want to be I want to be as delicate as possible in this. Mm-hmm. Um, I so we're talking about like you know what are the things I, I I'd like to see right one I would like to see Moeller yeah apologize address this address this yes um. I think that's I think that's helpful. I think it's healing probably. Um, I think it gave cover or it, it potentially could have given cover yeah. to others uh and other churches and institutions. Uh I think I think that needs to be addressed. I I do hope that the church, Grace, would look at this and and seriously investigate this and see what happened. Because mm-hmm. my gut tells me John, Pastor John, you know made the announcement but yep. pastor john was not part of the process that's, yeah that's my guess and that's, right? that's oftentimes the guess that's often yeah. and i think that's i think that's a fair guess yep that he he uh an individual hardy and i think another person shannon uh were part of this process they may know like they, they mishandled it yeah and what they reported to the leadership is not was not facts yeah was not helpful was not healthy and I think those two bear quite a bit of responsibility in the midst of this. Oh, yeah. And the bulk I, of it. Yeah. And I know I think for a lot of people, they want to just kind of go at Grace or they want to go at John and say, oh, look at John. Look, I don't think he was part of this. I don't think I think they were reported to him. And based off the reporting, yeah. Yeah, he's still responsible as the senior pastor there. He bears responsibility. Yeah. But you just have to recognize that. Uh, even though he bears a responsibility, that doesn't mean that he's at fault for the things that happened in those counseling sessions. Correct. And again, listen, we had, and even it, what was reported to him, he's taking them yeah. at what they say to him. And, you know, and, but listen, you can make the argument like, well, didn't he create that culture? Perhaps. Yes. All that's fine. But we, we're just, you, 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 it's easy to demonize people Especially when you already want to demonize. Yeah, it's it's like look, we, I have issues with you know a lot of the things that John MacArthur says these days, um, but so yeah, I understand the temptation to be like, oh yeah, that guy, he's oh this is great, let's rejoice in this juicy thing. Like we don't want to do that. No, no, I want to look at you know Hardy in his current you know pastor yeah. position. Yeah, like that, that's that it's it's definitely a concern. Now here's the thing. Uh at the village church they had a a church discipline situation where uh, a woman who shouldn't have been put through what she was put through mm-hmm. went through something like this. It's not the same thing, but it's, you know, similar enough. And it was mishandled horribly and uh they wound up really hurting her and uh and and I, it's the situation as I understand it is is uh, Matt Chandler was not actually involved in the discipline yeah. process, but you know only knew about it from a distance, you know, because it's a it's a large church. But once everything came out and was cleared up, 
he offered a very public apology about the situation, mm -hmm. admitted it was wrong and sinful, and said they're, they're going to do better. That's that's the only thing you can do at this yeah. point in hindsight. Yeah. The reason I bring that up is because, you know, one of the things that this woman asked in the email is like, so if, the, if this stuff proves to be true, how are we supposed to think about this church? And I, I would say in, in my uh, years of following Jesus and being a part of various churches and seeing many leaders fall and churches disappoint, um, I would say if you love Grace Community Church for all that they're about um, and you see this as a particularly heinous problem, um, you have to decide, is this so big of a problem that I, I really can't be connected to the church anymore? Or can you say like, you know what, I can handle this and more than likely you would only be able to handle it if they were to admit if it's proven to be true, mm -hmm. we were wrong yeah, if and we're is, sorry yeah. and, and we're willing to, and to move in a, in a better direction. But what I've found is, is that I sort of been so many leaders that I've personally known mentors of mine who have failed miserably. Some of them to the point where they have to leave ministry, others to the point where they've just wreaked a lot of havoc and, uh, it's really discouraging. It's really disappointing. It doesn't mean that, all that they've done is bad. It doesn't, it doesn't eliminate the work of God through them. And in a situation like this, you know, if your folks, here's what, here's my, my caution would be. If you're very pro Grace Community Church, don't let your support for them uh, it allow you to ignore the problems. Mm. You, you want to, you want to be able to go, Hey, this is messed up. This is not good. And, and deal with it honestly and fairly and then make wise decisions. But the temptation to demonize is is no stronger than the temptation to justify. Yeah. You know, yeah, like people yeah, yeah. want to like, no, these are, uh, this is all just, you know, Julie Royce has an ax to grind. Listen, I don't care if somebody has an ax to grind uh, if they if they hate somebody. If the facts are the facts, then that's all I really care about yeah. at that point. Um, and I'm, again, we don't know, so we'll have to wait and see how this shakes out. But it's, yeah, it's really not anything that like we're super jazzed about. Um, we saw it pop up and we were like, oosh, this is, uh, this is, this is the kind of thing we've seen before. So it's not, it doesn't surprise us. Yeah. And, and not because it's at grace, it just doesn't surprise us because we've seen it. This sort of thing happens. It happens in small churches and it happens in big churches. Mm. But uh, I would say just be thoughtful, be patient and uh, be supportive and, uh, you know what? You can forgive people. Uh, you can't force forgiveness. Mm -hmm. And uh, you can forgive people, and that doesn't always mean you can have a level of reconciliation that allows you to have the relationship you had before, um, even when it comes to your relationship with the church. So, yeah, John MacArthur's done great things, and mm -hmm. uh, he said some things that we don't like. <laughs> but uh, I, I mean, goodness, we say things that people don't like all the time. What, what are you, what are you going to do? But this is serious enough to warrant, I think, uh, you know, a careful, prayerful sort of analysis and uh, and patience. Let's not uh, let's not jump to to conclusions. Maybe just be especially if it's not your business. It's not our business. Yeah. So be patient, be chill, but be thoughtful. Well, we'd love to hear your thoughts. You can follow us online on Instagram, Twitter, at Doc and Devo, or on Facebook slash Doctrine and Devotion. You can head to the website, DoctrineDevotion.com. There you can contact us. You can sign up for the email blast or hit the store, JoeFoStore.com, and grab some gear. We got that fresh part every Monday and Thursday. We got blog posts and video content over at the website. And we've got that all-access exclusive content, Banter of Truth on Tuesdays, Weekday Wisdom, Monday through Friday. Head on over to DoctrineDevotion.com slash all-access to sign up today. Later. Later.